You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions. Please leave comments on our website, thisqpoc.life, on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet at thisqpoclife. Help us build this QPOC community. While you're at it, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search This QPOC Life. And if you're feeling generous, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. You can invest in this podcast and help us continue to create quality content by and for QPOC. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron of this QPOC life. What's more is that for higher donations, you can unlock special rewards like being behind the scenes with us, more content, and going live with us. We're rewriting the rules all every day. How you doing? Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Mary Look who Martha we got with us. Hello, children of the African diaspora. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Children all over the world, across North America and South America. Just Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda. Oh, Lord. Who hasn't seen it? I have not. I oh. have not. What? Let me tell you what. Now, listen. I was out of town last week doing a gaming conference. Okay. Which one? It's called Playthrough. Oh. Um, it's a smaller a smaller conference. I think it's like their third or fourth year in Raleigh, in Raleigh-Durham. Okay. So I was in Raleigh, and so that's where I was. And I did not want to see the movie without my husband. Mm-mm. So his birthday is um, this Sunday, and so we will go and see it. However, while I was there. Um, you saw it. No, there was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but I still wanted to hold true and not go see it. But there was a woman who was selling vibranium soap. Vibranium. And I, I love black people because we will do the most. Exactly. And capitalize on whatever we can. Everything. It's, so it's a it's a black soap that smells like sandalwood with little oh. chunks of, of vanilla, vibranium. the vibranium. Okay. But you know what? I'm in these in these troubled times. They I am perilous. much more these perilous. <laughs> I love it how you say. <laughs> I am more inclined to spend my money on these black people and these black businesses on for anybody that's doing the most with Black Panther. But what I will not spend my money on is when I look on Facebook and I see these other people. These colonizers, which you'll get when you'll see the movie. No, I get it today. <laughs> I mean, you don't need that to see that That are capitalizing off of the imagery of Black Panther. So I saw somebody, and I, I didn't verify, so I could be dead-ass wrong right now. Dead-ass. But I saw um, a shirt that was like, it had a really bad drawing of Black Panther and then the Power Rangers. And it's like, if you like the Black Panther and the Power Rangers, then this shirt is just for you. Lord Jesus, we got... Oh, thank you so much. Somebody from... Wakanda forever. The lady with the, the, lady with the legendary the head wrap. Oh, it's a lady we've been talking about. So oh, if you her. listen to the Patreon... We well, that to, was just nice. I need. Oh, I, I'm I, speechless right now. My camera card is in the computer capturing the episode. I need to take a picture of that because that, that right. is a moment. Well, for the listeners, because I won't cut this part out. So we are in the brick studios in the podcast studio, and one wall is glass. And so people walk by here all the time. We've developed a relationship with the social media team here uh, at Brick. Um, and as far as I know, you know, they just follow us on uh, Twitter. But apparently people in the offices listen to the show because someone from the offices just came out of the office and 
taped a sign on the window that says, love the show, happy face. So, so they I know said, who we are. I said, come on, queen. Come on, queen. Put your gay lay on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the scary thing is she went into the office and there's no lights and on. And now there's no lights there on. There must I'm be another sure. exit. She might have been a ghost. <gasps> we all saw her. I'm not afraid of we no ghosts. We could ghost. all see ghosts. Collectively, it's like a collective hallucination. I'm not afraid of any ghosts. You know what? This lighting. Back in 1989, when my father died. Oh. Yeah, he died. And you said it so matter of factly. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, not that's because it happened. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. It was 1989. And it was just now at this point, we had buried him. It was on a Monday. It was just my mom and I in the house now. And it was pretty quiet. And it was time for me to go to bed. Went to go to bed. She turns off the light. The light comes back on. Mm. She go and turn off that light. That light come back on. My mother stood in the middle of the living room. Bernie, uh, I finna be doing this with you. <laughs> <laughs> you dead. <laughs> she was just speaking to his spirit. You dead. If you don't know, you're dead. Go on. Go on. Now, if you're going to stay, be quiet and stop turning off these lights. And even if he was alive, why would you flip the light switch back on? Right, because that just raises up the bill. Yeah, right. Look at <laughs> black people. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's my story about the spirits. Well, you know what we haven't done, y'all? We what? haven't introduced we haven't ourselves. We introduced ourselves. <laughs> oh, you want to go? <laughs> sure. You may call me Jolie, and that's Joe with no E, which is how you'll find me all over the internet. And my pronouns are they, them, and theirs. Hello, my name is Mary Martha. You can call me Eminem. Um, my pronouns, she, her, and hers is. Yes. Um, and you can find me at Clapback Game. Hey, everybody. I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blasian on the... God, I did... That's the second time I've done this. <laughs> yeah. Blasian <laughs> FM. I don't know who I am these days. I'm suffering from writer's block right now, you so are. I'm doing... I'm Blasian FMA everywhere on the internet, including Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and a whole bunch of other places. Uh, and you can find me there. Yeah, I'm suffering from a writer's block right now, and so I'm trying to fix it by going to Broadway Dance Center every week. Okay. I'm taking acting classes with After Work Theater. Awesome. And I'm using to the maximum potential my uh, theater development fund, TDF membership, to go see musicals. Just so oh, that I can come up with something. Oh, that's really, Filling really awesome. your wellsprings. And I would also just like to say, your hair is laid. Ooh, yeah. girl, it was better last week. Your hair is if laid. Y'all, cute. Uh, but I don't know what happened. So we were talking about I was going to mm-hmm. get it done, and then you were like, they need to interlock. They'll talk, talk to you about it. They didn't interlock it? They didn't interlock it. Like, one of them has already fallen out, like, oh, unravel because yeah. it's fake hair. And I'm not afraid to, like, obviously, I didn't go from, like, this long to, like, you know. But, um... I like I like the style. I haven't washed my hair in a week. I don't like that. Do you have dry um, shampoo? I is that like it's a spray. It's a it's a spray or or you can use witch hazel and put it in your parts to clean off the oil. Okay. So that's yeah. that's what I do. Is that what I'm feeling like cuz if I scratch my head then the underside of my fingernails get like Gross. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's just oil buildup stuff. But you're also not going to wash your hair as often in general now. Well, I haven't gone swimming either. Mm-hmm. I've now been on the Stairmaster. So you're your buns and thighs. I guess that's buns what's gonna. That, I guess I'll get that for the summer instead, because the swimming it does all this right. for the listeners. That I have to, <laughs> the arms. <laughs> it does. It does. And this. the chest. I just I need the motivation to go. So oh, I need I'd someone. love to go. So you could be my motivator, and then you can come with me if they'll let me swipe it twice. Speaking of motivation, y'all, yes. self-care. Guess what this is? Oh, wait. What, what is this? Oh. <laughs> this is this, this Q-Pop. Q-Pop. I just what? have a question. Wait, why, 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 <laughs> I was like, what are why we doing? Do you, why, why do you always start so high like a choir boy? 
Because? Because he a choir boy. I'm a choir boy. <laughs> you know what? I don't... So this is... This Q-Pac Life. 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 How y'all doing out there? Well, we kind of moved into our self-care section already talking about our kickboxing and stuff, but let's talk about what we've been up to. Sure. Uh, sure. I want uh, Mary Martha to tell us what she's been up to. Well, oh no. I just got a text. Don't worry about it. What have I been up to? I went to Raleigh, North Carolina to play through um, gaming convention and that was really cool I had the opportunity to showcase the ultimate clapback to a bunch of people that have never played it before and so it was a hit down there and so I um, was really glad to do it I had the opportunity to see some of Raleigh I had to go rent a car because their uber situation was like mad expensive um yeah like That's one ride weird, huh? well no because like one ride from the airport to the convention center was going to be $27 and then mm. if I came back that was going to be another 27 to $30 and if I had to go somewhere else I was going to have to Uber because they don't have sidewalks like that so after I did that math I said well I can go on me rent me rent a whole something. car I, rent yeah. me a, I rented a whole SUV oh yes I did oh um because they well they ran out of the economy cars oh, okay. so I was able Bougie. to get me uh-huh mm. so I was able to get me an SUV no, some Hyundai Tucson. Um, <laughs> and so I. Did you remember how to drive? I drive every week. You do? Yeah, I drive every week. I take my brother's car and I go and see my mom. Oh, okay. In oh, Jersey. Right. Yeah, so I do. Oh, I'm always driving. That's never a skill. You did that say that was. last week, though. You did mention, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but yeah, you did. I, no, it's okay. All over the place. You, you don't have to remember that I drive, but yes, I do drive because what I'm not going to be is out here and stuck. Mm. I can't because I can't be stranded. Mm-mm. I got to go when he says go. There's and, a song there. I can't <laughs> think of what it is. I don't have that luxury. I, what can't you can't that. drive? I can't. You I can't have a license. Do you? I don't even have a learner's permit. Well, Jesus. we need to work on it. I. I mean, I can't even ride a bike. So I, whoa. I'm. I'm just all kinds of stranded. All I can do is walk. You're a native New Yorker, That's though. That's true. And it's true. I taught a native New Yorker how to drive. A Chinese really? native New Yorker down there in Bensonhurst. Oh, oh yeah! It was so oh, scary. Yeah. yeah, it was you, so scary. You, you should. I, I really my sister doesn't know how to drive either. I encourage you to get that skill because if you are going to be traveling around, you yeah. know, singing and performing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they might need a. Uh, I have to put that in my rider. You'll have to pay for all my Ubers. Thank you. No, <laughs> you, no, because you. I just, I just never wanted to be stuck. So anyway, um, yeah, I had the opportunity to to show uh, the game down there, and that was cool. Um, I bought some soap. Some vibranium soap from, from black, Wakanda. From Wakanda, there yes. was a black woman who was selling soap at the gaming convention. Whatever, and uh, you met a giant dog. Oh, you saw that? I yeah, did. I did. I met a giant dog, but I don't know who the dog is. Oh, it's not McGruff, the crime dog. No, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure who. Is it his name? Scruff McGruff. Scruff McGruff. And I because that triggered me to when take you said, a bite out of crime. But I was thinking of Scruff. Yes, you like were the app. Scruff. Yes. <laughs> yes you yeah, I don't. It's another grinder. I don't like it. That makes me uncomfortable. Well, Jolie, hi. <laughs> how have you been this week? How you doing? <laughs> what have you been oh, up wait, to? You know, I'm sorry. Yes. You just said, how you doing? Just like that? Mm-hmm. 
She um, has Graves' disease. Oh yeah, I saw that. But I, I looked it up, and I was. It said it's a very common thing, though. Uh, like I mean, so, it's, it's not bad. It's it's not. It's a thyroid, you, right? Yeah, you Is can that, combat it. You right. can combat, but yeah. it's you know your it's thyroid tough. does a lot for your body. Yeah, a lot. It does mm-hmm. a shit ton for your body, yep. and when that messes up, it just like your hypothalamus. Yes, oh, yeah. hypothalamus. Yep. Come through that science lessons. I do have the biology. Hop on the magic school bus. How you doing? Can I be Little Richard in the opening? That was Little Richard, right? The theme song so. of Little Magic School Bus. I don't I think know. so. Really? Because he does a bunch of whoa. Oh, might have been Little Richard and <laughs> I it love Miss Frizzle. Or a very so good impersonator, <laughs> Pedro said in the background. Uh, yeah, word. Um, this this week has been a roller coaster of a week. Yeah. Um, on on Monday, a friend of mine by the name of Wendy Todd. She runs a website called Carbon. And uh, it's a a website that she wants to use to empower and enrich the black community. And so for the month of February, she's been featuring black artists and creatives uh, for to celebrate Black History Month and to celebrate black creativity and Black History Month. And she wanted to do a feature with me on my January project. Mm. Yeah. Which was which was really cool. And. Uh, so she sent me several questions to to respond to, and I I wrote out some responses, and it's gotten really really great feedback. Uh, talk about my creative process there, and also just what it means to sort of to live authentically. Mm. And uh, one of the things that I said that people have really responded to is the idea that. I'm not made for everyone, and everyone's not made for me. Say that. Isn't that a word. So that was a good word. Say it one you. more time for the people in the back. I'm not made for everyone, and everyone is not made for me. Oh yes. Now look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. neighbor? <laughs> I ain't made for everybody. I ain't made for everybody. <laughs> and everybody ain't made for and me. And everybody, hallelujah, ain't made for me, especially you. <laughs> now turn to your other neighbor. No, <laughs> let me and let me slap just your neighbor. You. Say neighbor. And I don't. I don't play any of those games in church when they be like, "Talk to your neighbor." Oh, no. I'm not here to talk, I don't to, talk anybody. to the neighbor. Right? And if your neighbor don't talk to you, pray for them. Don't pray for me. <laughs> pray for don't yourself. Don't pray for me. Pray for yourself. Remove that plank out of your own eye. Please. Right. Hello. <laughs> okay. Jesus was reading folks back in the Bible days, and people just don't know it because they just want to be so Je- averted. Jesus was cussing people out, cussing people, uh, cursing out fig trees he and said, killing them. He said, "Your mother was." a snake Jesus. to those Pharisees. Hmm. So yeah. I can't believe it. That was that story. That carbon article was Monday. Monday. It like it's a, been a this week. It's been a hell of a week. So like that was Monday. I, I was ill. Um, and you didn't so have that flu strand, did you? I think I think it was a little. It was icky. trying to come. Um, it was trying to. It was trying to come from my edges. But, you know, I kept but you them still intact. got them. I, I you know, my, my edges are self-maintained. So, you know, it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. But um, what you use Jamaican castor oil? No, girl. I use right now. I'm using Cantu, but I'm trying to figure out if they POC owned and I can't confirm that. So I might have to switch. They better be. I don't know. They're all they're all up in the uh, PO, better, the black girl beauty stores and have well, the African print. Are. It's true. I just, I just know that they're not owned by L'Oreal, so that's a plus. What about Wajahila Khalid? Mm-mm. That's not that's well, not who the what, what? I'm gonna look it up. Okay, but so so Tuesday I had chapstick. Tuesday I had rehearsal. Wednesday I had rehearsal. 
Thursday, we were at Solo Auditions. We were together at Solo Auditions. Because we got a big concert coming up with the PAO. Yes, we do. Um, But uh, I got thrown for a loop yesterday because uh, my my cousin's husband uh, lost his battle with cancer. I'm Mm. so sorry. Um, Mm -mm -mm. And he was just a really, really beautiful person. Um, he He was a cop and he was a good cop. Um, was this here in the city? No, this was in Albany. In Albany. Mm. And I'm very sorry. Thank you. Um, so it was just it's it's super sad because like they I mean they were together for for oh I, I don't know how long they've been together because they were together for a while but they just got married maybe a year and a half ago yeah mm. and two months after the ceremony that's he, when it he got diagnosed oh my and he wasn't feeling well leading up to that. But like his doctors thought it was something that, that he, that was coming up from, from when he was younger. Did they specify like, like what was he feeling? Like I where think, was it? I'm not sure. I think he had lung cancer. He's not a smoker. Mm. He'd never been a smoker at any point in his life. And like just two months later, aggressive and advanced cancer. Ooh, that's scary. And he was battling with it. They like, they tried everything. And he put up one hell of a fight. Mm. And um, it's just, it's a sad story. But uh, I just, well, I, part I of the story. Like to say, fuck well, cancer. Well, see, fuck so cancer. I wrote that on my Facebook yesterday. This is the other part of the story. <laughs> without, without, um, without clarifying. No context no whatsoever. Context. Oh, so, so then everyone thought that your ass had the cancer? Yes. Right. So, Sam was calling not Joe Lee, but calling, calling us else. and Zach at his work phone. Talking about, is everything all right? Right. Damon texted me talking about, child, what's wrong with Joe Lee? I'm like, Joe Lee. How long he got? Right. So. I, so so part of the problem is I have I had a friend of mine block Facebook on all of my mobile devices so I can't check like open my Facebook during the day and waste my time. So I couldn't correct that until I got home. And by that time. And by that time like it was almost midnight. They and, had already <laughs> sent technicians well, and doctors to the house. Basically, like I literally had folks be like, "So I'm an oncologist. If you need anything, you let me know." Was that a, because that was the same night as solo auditions <laughs> yes. where there were people, so like everybody was tiptoeing around you like like so everything was wrong. Like you were just on a, on a doom clock. It was Speaking of Zach cuz I mentioned that Zach uh uh, they were calling Zach. Zach is yeah. absent because uh, he is feeling under the weather, and Carlos uh, is away. Yes, and, and we are wishing the best for Carlos as yes. he, she's as whatever. What you know, Carlos doesn't care what pronouns you use. As Carlos takes his time to go away to the mountains and the forest. Yes, to a nice cabin in the woods, and. And it and having a base that having that weekend care. is gonna be like week lit as fuck. Yes, I know exactly where she is. <laughs> I've, I've I've heard the details. I've is never there, been invited to the cocktail. Huh? Is there a cocktail involved? There are several cocktails oh, involved. All right. Yes, and indeed. and uh, biscuits and gravy. How was your week, Jonathan? My week was also like like My I'm just real realizing that your post was back on Monday, and Monday seems like a lifetime ago. Does it? Jesus. Um, Call on him. <laughs> Tell him what you want. Uh, um, Monday was rehearsal with the PAO, and I guess oh, I wore a mask that night because I am actively fighting the devil. I don't. People were like, "Are you sick?" I was like, "No, I'm not trying to get sick." And people look at me like I'm crazy when I wear a mask. As, well, well, because, because like you have SARS. Right. Well, I mean, that's what it looks like. I guess that whole epidemic. But because I mean, it's not. It's not like a thing that. Like knowing who the majority of it's of not the a Western PAO thing is. exactly like it's very like you you go to to Japan or China, 
and people are wearing masks all the time. It's a, it's a courtesy thing when you're sick. You it's wear a, a mask, mask, right? Well, so. I'm doing it not to guess. I was not sick. I was feeling like on this a. This is a defense. It's a defense mechanism. But uh, it's funny because the PAO is like a group of 300 people who are like breathing Singers. and like singing. You do, would does think everyone, that, I'm sorry. Does everyone know what the PAO stands yeah, for? Yeah, they do. Uh, okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, well, no, they, they don't know. They know it means performing arts organization, but they don't know specifically which one because we don't want to be accused of. Uh, disparaging remarks if we ever get into a conversation about race. Oh, I see. Right. I see. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Uh, but so that was my Monday. My Tuesday, I've been taking um, acting classes because I think I mentioned either in the pre show or maybe since we've gone live right. uh, that I've been suffering from a kind of writer's block. You know, I've been doing YouTube 10 years. In my earlier days, 10 years ago, I was able to come up with a video like that and it was funny and I was gaining people and now yeah. I'm trying to figure out like how do I get that back because I want to so I'm doing that um, you're not suffering I get I can't write anything but don't say that you're suffering say you know I'm dealing you're with writers currently experiencing I'm currently experiencing you have a diagnosis of writer's block I've been diagnosed with the writer's block you may have writer's block <laughs> the writer's block <laughs> the writer's block <laughs> like the Walmarts you have the writer's block Okay, what was Wednesday? See, this is it's hard to go back through my You went to a concert on Wednesday, didn't you? Didn't I? But what happened on Saturday? Oh my god. Are you not gonna talk about I what happened? All about the what best thing oh, hello. That's I'm John Oliver. Hello. Last hello, week John tonight. Oliver. Zach and I both were there and we were there from we we got word from the PAO that they needed volunteers for it. Uh-huh. A whole bunch of people had asked to do it and we got Zach and I as well as fourteen other people got chosen. We spent all that Saturday and all that Sunday at the CBS studios. Oh, it was on, both days. Yeah. Um so on the second day. After having had sat there, because you know how TV works, you know, them doing all this stuff and we're the talent. So we're just backstage Hurry the whole time. Wait. So uh, the first day they caught me off guard. But the second day I was like, let me bring Ultimate Clap back to this, oh, no, you didn't. The, to this place and let these people. Child, we had two long tables set up with multiple games going on. Because it, it so, has so many cards. It was so fun. I'm and glad you had they a good time it. with it. Yeah. Um, I know. I just want to just say publicly, thank you for being such a supporter of the game. I Honestly, I just truly appreciate it. It's and the best thing that it. has happened. It is the best awesome. thing. But like you take it and then other people get to enjoy it because that's how it happens. It's just like this word, this word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I believe the people that you that were like playing the game ended up purchasing it because I got some people purchasing it and they were using, you know, the coupon code, the coupon code, Uh which makes me think that either they had listened to the podcast or at least someone here um, had mentioned it to them. So that was a lot of them are listeners of the podcast. Oh, awesome. So, um, but uh, they didn't even tell me, but I did hear them. I heard someone saying, like, I just overheard conversation, and that's when I was texting you. I, was uh, okay. like, I bet I sold about three or four of this. Right I see. Because I see. I've been hearing them. But um, so that was fun. There's clips of it on YouTube. I uploaded it to Facebook and YouTube. You also uploaded this hysterical clip of you on the piano and Zach Aries monologuing As, in the style of Maya Angelou. <laughs> yes, that was that was out of sheer boredom. It made because my Sunday. <laughs> it was it was a lot. Um, Thursday solo auditions. I went for the Dear Evan Hansen song that we're singing in our PAO. Didn't get called back, but that's all right because we also met up with somebody who. Uh, might be opening the door for us to another venue with this QPOG Live, but more on that if it comes to fruition. Right. So yeah, that was my week and weekend, and uh, here's the tea. We've come to that special time in the podcast that we like to call the tea. It's a time when we look at all the stuff 
Well, the things that matter to us, anyway, over the past week. Because if you want the news, you can go somewhere else, like CBS (laughs) or BuzzFeed. The first topic of the day, and I'm so glad I get this piece. Um, If you all were paying attention today or the last 48 hours, you know that Janelle Monae is about to drop this new project of hers, and her one of her lead singles is uh, hold on. One of her lead singles is titled "Make Me Feel," and I'm so excited about it because a Prince is all over this track, and B, the music video is practically perfect. Like, so I it's watched amazing. The, I watched the music, so I had seen the group chat, like, blowing up. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, if we're going to talk about this, then I need to at least watch it. So this was earlier today. Uh-huh. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, Janelle Monet, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I, th- I don't know if it's the chorus or, like, just a certain part in the first verse, but when mm-hmm. it gets to this breakdown and you straight up hear the Prince, I was like, ah, it's uh-huh. And all this purple and stuff, and then uh-huh. I was just in it. It was it's so good. The thing that's really great about this music video and this song, uh, the songwriting on it is awesome, but it also features uh, lots of shout outs to lots like of shout outs and various artists. Uh, it, she co-wrote it with Justin Tranter, who is a an out songwriter, and he's got major credits to his name like he wrote uh, hands to myself is he for POC? Selena Gomez. he's not poc oh um but it, it's great to have queer voices songwriting and getting hits on the radio and uh he's uh he's he's super cool and he's part of a music group called uh semi-precious weapons that i enjoy um and then the music video directed by a black man alan the director ferguson? of yes alan ferguson, it is alan ferguson. yes um so the the video is is genius, but the thing that's really special about this is it features it like it the part of the story is bisexuality, and so like it's not even it's, it's not a hint. It's it, not a hint. It, it, it is. is the story. Okay. So Janelle walks into the club with um oh gosh what's her name Tessa Tessa. See, this Tessa is, Thompson. Tessa, Thompson is Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. I was first introduced to her in For Color Girls, and there it's sort of an implied, and then not, and then quite dramatically stated that you know they're interested in each other, right? And then she meets dude at the club, and she's also into him. Um, and at one point in the video, like she's running. From Tessa to dude, back to Tessa, back to dude, and then the three of them just link up in the middle. Oh, and it's for really great. It's really, really awesome. Because um, what's the main? What's the song called again? It's make like, me feel. Yeah. See, I was just uh, taken by all the color and all the sounds that I. It's like, beautiful. It's hard for me to. This has been all my life too. Like I like songs because of how they sound. I never really listen to the lyrics. Mm. And so it takes me an extra layer of like focus to like listen to a song to listen for the words. Well, right. And English is my first language. It's not like, and I, I don't well, know what it is, but the, the great, I'm more the musical. That, the thing that I love about the lyrics specifically is that they're completely ungendered. See? Like she's never talking about the other person's gender at any point in the she's song. She's just talking about two people, and in the video you see right. that one's like, a guy and one's a girl. Exactly. Now, is she out, like, or is she queer in any way? Or I think 
Like I, I don't she know said that it she's, officially. I don't think she said it explicitly. I think it's just sort of she's never made it clear. I believe Janelle Monae is bisexual. I'm not 100. We don't have clear. the receipts on that though. She ain't said it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, it 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 hints at it, and like so, the, the song from this week. But like I've seen her for the past ten years, and have been like she's she? she's never been in a public relationship. I don't think like she's, Queen Latifah, right? Okay, but with her uh, bodybuilder or whatever <laughs> that is. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's really great. But Janelle's always very been always been a very vocal ally of the queer community. And uh, I just, it's so cool to see art like this that Mm -hmm. is so representational and so, so queer, so QPOC, because every, like both of her, her interests in that video are POC. Do you feel like, because we're having this conversation about Janelle Monet, do you feel like it's ever going to get to a point where like everybody is just like Janelle Monet and like in, in, in that, you don't need to know. Like, it's none of our business. Like, well, because right now I feel like representation matters. So we need to see people that, you know, actively are supporters and participants or like parts of the community, the queer community. But do you think there will ever come a day when it's just like people are legit 100% like laissez faire about it? It's like eye color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting sitting where where I sit, right? I never in my in my place of privilege when it comes to, you know, acknowledging that no one ever asks me. It's just assumed mm-hmm. that I am just what I am unless I say otherwise, right? Mm. And I don't for me I don't care. So I, I don't speak for the for the majority, right? A lot of the majority. Like I don't I don't care. I don't want to You mentioned your husband openly. Right. Right. But, but I mean, before that, you wouldn't. No, but I didn't. But I. But I only mentioned my husband because I was talking about my husband. It wasn't like so, someone needed to be represented, right? Will we ever get to that point? I. I don't know because I. I agree with you that representation is is important, but there are some people for lots of different reasons. Just because of the way that the world is, they keep it private. Now, I think some people. Keep it private because their private life is their pri- is is their right. pri- is their private yeah. life. I mean, whether whether gay, straight, however you identify, but then there are some people who keep it private because of fear of what it could possibly do to their career. Right, right. And even though the world has progressed some, but not you know, but not a whole whole lot as as much as we would. What do you think? No, no, I I completely agree with you. I think that. You know, at least for for you and I, for as being people who have to repeatedly come out in mm-hmm. depending on the circumstance and environment we're surrounded by, that representation is absolutely important. Um, I don't know that we'll get to that point. It's like a utopia. It's a utopian I- idea, yeah. But I feel like that. I don't think that'll happen in like our lifetime. Yeah. But uh, like when I went to to Sing Strong a couple weeks ago. And I'm looking at all of these teenagers that are there who just sort of get it. They understood what we were standing for and they loved it. I think that we could get there where our stories are our stories and people are okay with that. And 
people don't have to explicitly state, well, I stand for this or I stand for that. Right. Whether I, I just don't think we'll see it in our lifetime. Yeah. I, I just feel like coming from the South and then moving to New York. Uh-huh. I mean, I know it's not utopian now, but there's just so much that people don't talk about up here that they would definitely talk about in the South. And it's just stuff that we're just like, oh, yeah, I never even considered. Like, oh, maybe he's gay. I didn't know. Or I always assumed he was gay. In the South, it's like, he's strange. Like, who do you something. He's got a little sugar in his tank. Like, God, it's like everybody's business. It's like you're everybody's business. Well, also up here, like, at least in New York, there's so many people. But it's so much that it's just even like. And things change so quickly here. But but you know what, though? I will say this, and this is no shade. I don't think we have any listeners out there that are this. But when there's a fucking Rangers game and all y'all come in from Long Island, it just triggers me to remember that, like. New York is a bubble, and yeah. just right outside of it is the same folks that are in the South, basically. Yeah, because it's it's the the difference between living in like a small town and a big city, right? Because like mm-hmm. in a small town, everybody knows each other. That's why everybody's business is everyone's. But, but this in is New York, why. you can be anonymous, right? But I'm specific. I'm not targeting the Rangers people, but even like the basketball people, because like the the there was a recent not recent. It was like in the last two or three years where there was this beating of a gay couple right outside of Madison Square Garden and it mm-hmm. was right after a basketball game. Mm-hmm. So like it's really? like I don't know this stuff. Oh, it was a big thing. Oh yeah. And um you know, it's just like there are still certain events in New York City where if enough type A straight people get together, like you you could be in trouble. I right. don't, the more I talk about it, I just don't think like the rest of the world is Exactly. And it's also an an American ideal and it's a liberal American ideal because the second you get get outside of America, like the the question about what it means to be queer or what it means to be like, you know, you and I were chatting about it on Facebook earlier, like what it means to be black in the Latinx community. Mm -hmm. It's it's. There, there are so many multi-layered conversations. To clarify, you were talking about being black in the Latinx community because I was specifically not talking about no, yes, black yes. People. I, and I'm trying not to be disparaging toward white Latinx people or white appearing Latinx people because I get shit for that. But that's where I was coming from because I know that in that you know I know yeah. that conversation. But speaking of being outside of the United States of America, oh, we yes. want to take a trip to Wakanda because. If you didn't know, last week Black Panther came out. And this happens to be a very convenient segue, doesn't it? it? <laughs> if you were under a rock, how could you not know? Yeah, well, some people have actively not seen it. Uh, Wait a minute. Are you trying to come for me? No, I'm just stating the facts. No, I think you're trying to come for I'm me. Just stating well, the I, facts. I, have, I have actively non- not seen it because I don't like to go around big crowds of people. I love it. You love big crowds of people? Uh, oh, especially black people. When it comes to scary movies uh, and Black Panther. Why? Because, wait, just scary movies and Black Panther. Yes. Why? Because we talk back at the screen. Yes. Because oh, I talk course. back to the screen. No, I think, I, think that's, I think that's good. But just to clarify, I did not see the movie because I was out of town. Right. And I want to see it with my husband. Mm-hmm. And so we will see it on Sunday. It's a, well, we, I, I want to see it with my sister. Well, I'm just going to say in the past on this podcast, I, I as we were leading up to it, I was kind of worried about is this going to be overhyped? It was not overhyped. Yeah. It is a very good story. The people are talking about that the CG fights are kind of whatever. Uh, very strong women uh, in not even like supporting roles. I, I mean, I don't. I feel like there's no main character. Now you know what's in interesting this. to me about this this phenomenon, and you could you can probably testify to this, Mary Martha. Okay, this time in 
the entertainment industry for the film for the film industry specifically Jan- the end of January through like early May is basically the trash heap season mm-hmm. of Hollywood. This is when all the garbage films come out, right? Now we've seen Black Panther gets released and it's getting rave rev- reviews from everyone, right? But it's also it's black all, history. It's also black history. Months. Right. Then last year we saw like Get Out came out this time. Yeah. And everyone re- reviewed that like crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then years ago, the movie that ended up taking homie Oscar, I think Crash came out around this time. I remember Crash. Oh, yeah. That was Crash. that was that was when I was in college. That, right. That's years that ago. And, and Crash was very explicitly about a lot of these multi-layered race conversations going on in Los Angeles, right? So, like, is this is February going to start becoming, like, I know it's Black History Month, so that's great, but is this, like, while the rest of Hollywood is having its trash season, is this when, is this the window of time that black movies have to be successful? No, I, I, think, I think Black Panther, that, I mean, that was just deliberate, regardless of trash movies or, or mm-hmm. not. I think that was just very deliberate that it came out during this time. Yeah. Um, with I would just also like to say that the leads are really chocolate. Oh yes. yes. Oh, I'm not not. Oh. I'm not being a colorist. No, but, but like, people but that are was something having... that I that I really noticed when I saw I saw all of the the lead women standing together, and I said, "There I am." Mm-hmm. That, that was matters. that was representation matters, and I was like, "Wow!" And they're just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful, and um, I don't know what uh, Angela Bassett is drinking, but my God, the fountain the, of life, the blood of innocence. But uh, it is she. <laughs> she looks like she, she has looks amazing. Yeah, that that's uh, whatever Pharrell is drinking. She's also drinking. That's uh, a f- like you know the the uh, Russian trolls. Trump supporters are out here making up these arguments. And because I live in my bubble, I only get to see it through other people on Facebook. Okay. Apparently, there's uh, an argument from black people in quotation uh-huh. marks that the sk- the movie was too dark skinned, that that light skinned people were upset. <laughs> are you serious? That light skinned people were upset that there was no light skinned representation. I've never in seen the movie. that. That was definitely the Russian trolls. Right. Because I know I've seen the movie and Svetlana I was like, begun. this is good. Svetlana with the bad tanning salon. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you, you know, tried it, was, the spray it, was gun. A, it was an amazing movie. I'm glad that there were darker skinned people all up and through that movie. Uh, I just, I wish y'all had seen it because there are so, there are so many little things in it. Like there are no spoilers, but there's like this ceremony part yep. where like they have to fight for something and all the tribes people come together and they're like standing around and all they're doing is like this dance and they're like getting into it really Africanly and it's just really great. I, I, I'm, did you just I love that add L Y Africanly. <laughs> so I talked to my friend girl from Ghana. Yes. Uh, about this, because she saw, I talked to her on Wednesday. Shout out to you, Ambrose. And um, I was like, so, like, how do you, like, what's your take on this being a black woman from Ghana, from the continent of Africa? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I don't care about that. You know, it's just really good to see people. I'm not going to try to do her Ghanaian accent. But she was like, yeah, there was some stereotyping. Yeah, there was some caricature. But she was just glad that like it was a feature. Right. Like taking what you can get right now. My my husband who is from Senegal 
is excited to see the movie. He is excited to see it because, I mean, it's Black Panther, right? right? But, you know, I see him like watching the commercials and how his eyes kind of sparkle Mm. a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's because it's just really going to remind him of home. And I will do his accent, babe. I cannot wait to see the Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) This would be a very good movie. Come here. (laughs) I love it. Hey, Tony. So, hey, Tony. I've been listening to, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of audiobooks lately. And uh, so one that I just finished this week was Trevor Noah's uh, Born a Crime. How was it? So good. I should I should listen to it. Listen to it. Okay. Oh my god, because he sets it up, no spoilers, but he, he it's a it's about his life. Yeah, and, and apartheid. And and that but there's a very critical moment in his life that he mentions in the first chapter and you're like, "Oh shit." When his mama throws him out the car? It's about his mom. No, that's early on. Uh, okay. But uh, he sets it up and if you don't know anything about Trevor Noah or if you don't know his life that well, like all his family members, yeah. you're like, "Holy shit, like this happened?" And like so in the back of your mind, you're thinking this thing and then he tells you're like, "When is he going to get to it?" And then he tells it in the last chapter and it's like, "I full I, circle I was, moment." I was listening right I finished the book right before uh um, auditions on Thursday. Oh. I was almost about to be crying in auditions. So, I was wondering why you looked so like overwhelmed. Yeah, when you I was on the train. The <laughs> I was I, literally up to the. Ele- I was standing in the hallway before I walked in to finish uh-huh. the book, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was a book." Because because you walked in looking like the Shook. cares of life. I was Shook. like, "Oh, well, what's going what on with Jonathan? Should I tell you or should you just listen to the thing?" Well. the bloop of the week I mean Fergie and the national anthem what Fergalicious what in the world and you know Jeremy loves Fergie Uh, but remember Jeremy yes but does Fergie okay once again someone that I'm not really familiar with outside of uh, the good old black eyed peas well and apparently she replaced the only black woman on black eyed peas oh uh-oh. Which is what somebody told me when I was I asking, why did she sing it that way? I, where was Will I Am? His half Filipino self. Where, where is he half he? Filipino? Yeah, I know that. Is oh, he really? Y'all didn't know because he was, was dark skinned. That's and amazing. I thought that maybe. I thought he was Haitian. Will I Am? Me I might too. Be... <laughs> Wait, I need to get a fact check out here because maybe he, I'm thinking, isn't there someone, you know who it is? Apple D App is Filipino. That's the Filipino one. I'm sorry. Pedro corrected me. It's Apple D App. Oh, so so wait, but Will we still I am need to is. check. Is Will I am from Haiti? We need to check our assumptions, y'all. Anyway, Fergie. Yes, Fergie. She's a mess. She was, and I, we're gonna. What? I've never thought of Fergie as a singer, and I have to be honest with y'all. That's I have not. I have. Doesn't she have awards? She has Grammys, but yes. they have Grammys with the Black Eyed Peas. No, I think she might have them by herself. Individual Grammys. I mean, she's, she's Look, this fine, is how prepared but... we are for this because we don't care about Fergie. We just, none of, uh, two of us here have not listened to the thing. I listened to it. I saw parts, but then I got embarrassed for her, so I wouldn't but watch it. We actually got a request from one of our listeners. They said, if you don't cover Fergie, I'm going to start a riot. So what we're going to do, we're going to do something even more special. Jolie nor Mary Martha have seen this. This is going to be this. a live reaction I have seen video. It. It's going to be a live reaction. We're probably going to have to pause and rewind a few times to just like Recap. cover the whole breadth of it. Okay. So let's start here. 
Okay, here we go. The Star Spangled Banner is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress, and eight-time Grammy Award. So, first of all, why is the announcer sounding like that? They always sound like that. No, he sounded like that. He probably has his nose in the microphone. Okay. And that's how it sounds. They always sound like that. When you have your nose in the microphone. Sound like that. All right. Winner from Hacienda Heights, California. Yeah, that microphone is in his nose. Oh, he has a thick tongue. Okay, pause. First of all, well, did you see how she walked up? First of all, this is the national anthem. It's the national not anthem. Not the strip. What is this? Okay. Pause. The third note. <laughs> I'm already regretting this. She was sharp. And this is when I stopped. No, she's wrong. It's it's just wrong. It's it not sharp. Wrong. It's just wrong. Double, an X for double sharp. And I would sharp. also, maybe she couldn't hear herself. And Will I Am is from America, sidebar. Okay. okay. Oh. Well, he could be of Haitian descent. He could be. I just made that up. But. Oh, I see where she was going with that. Well, okay. She's not going to the right what, place. Eartha Kitt? No, I, I see I see what happened. What? I see what happened. Please explain it. She's she's trying to give you a jazz rendition. Which I can understand. However. But, however. Uh, uh. What's so proudly Proud lay. Uh-uh. At the twilight. <laughs> He's like, He's like, Lord, what I don't is what's Jesus? happening. Stripes. Her dress is nice. What's wrong with her? He's praying. So is he. And everyone's like, what is this? LeBron's like, <laughs> can we sit down? <laughs> He's crying. He's like, Not oh. Chance is like, help what is this? That man is saying, help me, Jesus. <laughs> she can't hear herself. Poor thing. But what's with this accent? I think that's She's trying to sing said. a jazz rendition. She's, is that what she thinks this is? Here comes oh, the part. Oh, oh, oh. That uh, Jesus and his, that Jesus and Mira? They played this part over and over again. Whoa, wait. <laughs> what is going on? Fix <laughs> it, Jesus. So she tried to. Can we finish this now? We can't even believe what's happening. Oh, uh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? He had a. <laughs> is that Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel. Oh. Look at her! Look at her like she did she, it. She's like, and I'm, I've done it. Her lip gloss is like, li- like Lady Gaga after sure. she did the national anthem for the Super Bowl. She just stopped and like, I did it. It's done. How you uh-huh. doing? So that was a mix of Marilyn Monroe, Keisha Cole. Um, Are you calling Keisha Cole flat? And the gesticulations. Oh, the, okay, okay. <sighs> that, that was a moment. That, Did you say Keisha Cole's or Alicia Keys? Keisha Cole. Oh. I mean, and Alicia Keys. Because Alicia Keys. was in that. 
destined. The spirit of Alicia Keys was there. Flat. Yeah. Or does. sharp. And you know, <sighs> I. We're sitting here perplexed. In the same uh I, wa- I just I want to know who hates her. That's that what I want to know right that. now. Like who let this happen during soundcheck and said, Yes, Fergie, this is a good idea. I don't think she sounded like that during soundcheck. I think she truthfully could not hear herself. Okay, but that didn't aside look like from I not being able hear to hear yourself, face. like she put on a lot. And I that's the part I'm mad about is like who do you think like I don't know Fergie like that? And I don't know her history, but it really felt like she was pulling out her inner black woman to do this. And that's when someone was like, well, she is a part of Black Eyed Peas and she did replace the only black person, woman on Black Eyed Peas. No, I think that. So is she historically known as being like this, trying to be like, because this was a try. This was not authentic. No, I think it. Well, didn't she apologize? She did. And what did she say in her apology? I don't know. I don't know. Ain't no one looked up her damn apology. No, because we don't even we don't want it. She can keep that because <laughs> like, she did it. She if she was sorry, no she would have not done it. Like first of Fergie all, no why, why a jazz rendition of the national anthem is not a good idea at the NBA All Star game? It's not like, a good idea anywhere. Like the fact that she strutted up to the, the national anthem, and this is where my little conservativeness will come in. But it's the national anthem. It's not a sex song. I, here's my thing, right? The national anthem is already a hard fucking song to sing, right? Mm. You don't need to add anything to it. Like, I feel like everybody's trying to supersede Whitney Whitney for creating that moment. And I'm like, the reason why it worked for Whitney is because Whitney Whitney had a voice that can carry that song. And Whitney's training was out of this world. Go to the and Wikipedia to page. Go to the Wikipedia page of Whitney's arrangement, and you'll see the history of how that even came to be. Right. She had specific demands. She wanted it to be. Uh, she wanted the harmonies to be of gospel origin, but with the orchestra. She wanted it in a different time. And like ever since she did it in four four, now everybody wants. Everybody to do it wants in 4/4. to do it in four four. So like. For the non-musicians out there, it just means that the national anthem is in a traditional, like traditionally in three, four time, which is. So it goes one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Instead of one, two, three, four. So like, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But but like my, my, my problem with the way that a lot of pop stars approach the national anthem nowadays is that they're not working with music teams who think about rearranging it. For the singer. For the singer. They're all trying to like do something I've been saying to create that. like a pop culture moment. But it's like yeah. stop trying to create a pop culture moment and just sing the national anthem. I mean, can you sing the notes that were written? Right. Well, were there any written in this case? Because I feel like these events, like you were saying, that they're not I don't know if they're just not putting a lot of thought in it or what, or because you know No, she put thought into this. Charles, did she? Her outfit's cute and her lip gloss I'll is definitely popping. Her outfit's always cute and her lip gloss is always like, popping. Like Aretha said, if there's anything you can say about the gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns. So I know that you are all super fans of this QPOC life, and I am too. And the way that we make more super fans is by sharing it. So whether you see us on the iTunes, on the look, I don't, I'm not really good at the internet. So if you see it, just share it. See it, share it. If you see it, share it. If you see it, just share it. It's like, like it's not hard. If you see something, say something. If you see it, share it. 
see something, share something. There you go. Because you are sharing good information from incredible people, um, mostly me. Thank you. talking about it is time for our main topic and today it's bitch better have my money and or we are not talking or about rihanna we are not because she just had her it, 30th birthday though she sure did happy birthday rihanna uh, but the the idea is for qpoc everywhere it is time to pay me what you owe me so uh today the the interview it was today this morning on the this morning uh so like th- this is especially hot so you're welcome um monique appeared on the breakfast club to talk about her negotiations with netflix hold on i want to how... i want to i'm before you go on i'm sorry yes to cut you off like that but normally the breakfast club is canceled Normally, yes. Normally. I have not watched, I used to watch them religiously for all of their guests and all the drama, but after that whole trans phobic thing, yes. I have even they've even, been canceled. Even after Charlemagne tried tried apologizing, saying this is a platform to create a voice for the voices, I'm like, then He's who's full the of shit. And I'm glad that this happened today because I was thinking about listening to his book next, but this God showed me a sign. I'm sorry. So it's all good. <sighs> it's all good. So Monique uh, was on the show this morning Trash. and uh, had her husband, Sydney call in to address Charlemagne naming her donkey of the day because of how her, because of how the Netflix deal didn't pan out and Monique calling for a boycott of Netflix based on racial and gender inequality. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have anything y'all want to say about it? Uh, I just full transparency. And this is, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a vice or like guilty of. But when black Twitter takes something and they make a joke of it, some shit be funny. Okay. Oh, like respect on my name? Stuff like that. So I did partake and laugh at and share some of the mock Monique things that we were doing, we as a people were doing with her situation. So like someone posted a meme of like, Everyone, we must band together and boycott McDonald's. I went to Burger King and I got a Whopper for 99 cents. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like this. Black Twitter is funny. Just comedians out of a traumatic. But like the thing is, and one of the things that Monique says is like everybody else supported her, but it was her own people Mm -hmm. that like made a joke out of it. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I was guilty of doing that too. I should have, I think collectively, we need to know when not to joke about something and when something is serious. And this is serious. I well, think it's serious. Because I think I think what she talks about because she she comes for Charlemagne not doing his research, right? In, and, but in having a platform, but having a platform, and, and then I, misinforming all of these people. Exactly. And I think we as as participants and consumers of social media, like we need to acknowledge that Black Twitter is a platform. Oh yes, and, and a force to be reckoned and with. a force to be reckoned with. And it's important for us to gather all of our facts before we we engage in in that. Like you know, what, like when the Wendy Williams faint thing happened, and mm-hmm. Black Twitter was ready to go. 
Like, you know, no matter how folks feel about it, like, you know, th- th- that was a serious moment. Like, she, she fainted on live television. But, but in you saying that, it also brings up the issue that, like, it, it's not a monolith, though. And so even with right. that situation, you know, I was on the side of I'll wait 24 hours before I I'll, I'll wait until I figure out if something's really bad with her before I'll make a joke out of you. Right. Because right. that's kind of like when your friends fall and you want to laugh and you're like, wait. Did they move? Okay. And then you can start laughing. Exactly. Is that, is that, you know, it's, it's that same kind of thing. Now, it's like, are you okay, girl? Right, are you okay? Right. But you what, okay? Oh, you got fucked up. <laughs> no, I, I really think the the thing with the thing with Monique and what she is talking about about inequality, right, with with gender and race. Yes, it is it is a serious topic. It's a salient point. Where she I believe loses ground is based upon perception, how she is perceived, stories that people have heard about her being difficult to work with. And so this... Which they re- talk about in the right, interview, so like, too. But, but I'm saying, so like this reputation that we only kind of hear, because I, I mean, I've never been on set with her, so I don't know these things firsthand, mm-hmm. but this perceived kind of kind of issue working with her she she has lost some merit it's like no we know that this is an issue but you can't be the poster person for it it can't be you it has to be someone else that's really unfortunate though because they do it's it's and this is why i had to apologize at the front for even thinking of this as a funny thing because when i listen to this interview and when she specifically addresses that point it really struck a nerve with me and some of the organizations that I'm involved with where I stand up for people and I've been labeled as the angry, angry black, black person and I have a reputation f- with members of certain organizations just like Monique does on a much smaller scale. But because yeah. I'm a black person and because I stand up to the people and I call out bullshit. So Monique, she also says, you know, how I gained that reputation? Because when they had Miss Gabourey mm-hmm. come out to South by Southwest or whatever, organ, or Coachella, wherever they were, right? you know, they flew her coach. They didn't even have a makeup person for her. So she called bullshit. And then she let uh, Gabourey use her makeup people. Yeah. And so she's not. And then other times when, like, someone on set got... Uh, demeaned and she talked to somebody and was like this cannot happen blah 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 so right. she's standing up for people and she also makes a point in the thing to say you know people on set don't have a problem with me it's that the hourly people don't have a problem with me then she ties Harvey Weinstein into it and it's like I was blackballed and for me calling out these people you know it's it's a whole system Charlemagne got way off when he was like oh it's a difference between sexual assault and what you're experiencing, like, no, Harvey yeah. Weinstein was, t- his network of people were blackballing people. It didn't have any, the, the blackballing was a result of the turned down sexual yeah. things, yeah. right? Right. So, like... Well, like also, uh, like so, part of the the conversation too, and and this is an interesting juxtaposition between you and I, also, where so we're gonna bring we're gonna talk about Viola Davis's interview last week with women to juxtapose this situation. Yes. Is it women in the world? Is that what it's called? Um, that. It's it's an excellent interview. It's like a half an hour long. I would recommend you go. I would recommend both that you of watch both of both of these things because Viola basically echoes a lot of what Monique is saying 
and has and been saying both, about this Netflix thing. Right. And so they're being juxtapos- juxtapositioned against each other in, in this really fascinating way. And it's like, why are we, why is what Monique says less valuable um, or well, that's the yeah. question. Yeah, because they are saying the same thing, but it's just that Monique is doing it with passion and has, you know, I got She's into labeled it, as a troublemaker. I, I got into it with my ex on Twitter today, and he was like, "She just well, went about it the wrong way." Well, hold on. Why are you still talking to your ex on Twitter? We're friends. It's been since two thousand six, but he still oh, gets no. on my nerves. I block and <laughs> unfriend blocked and blocked your whole entire family. See, I, and we still text. The mom and I still text and Wait stuff like that. Oh, it's messy. weird, but it, no, it's just for, he lives all the way in. I don't even know what state he's in now. And he'll come during Pride and, you know, I, he uses me for New York to as a place to stay and all this stuff. I don't have a boyfriend now. So $500,000 over two years for Netflix for Monique. Nothing. For Netflix is nothing. And for it to be Monique, who has the resume, who has the record, she later, I don't know if it was earlier or later in the interview, goes on to say, you know, that would be like you all here at Breakfast Club getting a new person in and they're making 26 times more than you, but you've been doing Breakfast Club all this time. Right. How like, you so, like, like basically, like if there were a white version of the Breakfast Club out there and they're all getting paid. 10, 20 times more than y'all. It would be like, crazy. Right. Like, I don't see why he doesn't see this. And then he keep and, and then Lenard keeps on going back to, <laughs> he keeps on going back to why, why do you need to make $13 million when they never said 13 million. They just, she just needs to get paid what she's owed as a tenured actress. Right. You would not ask this of, uh, you know, Meryl Streep or anybody else that has, and I know that Meryl has a, a much larger record and it's not even the same vein. It's comedian versus actress. Yep. And, that, and then there's a whole idea of like, who's funnier? What's your brand of comedy? But let's just agree that Monique has snatched the trophies. Right. Part of the argument is that Monique hasn't been in the spotlight at all. Lately. For some Which time. Is, for some time. But, like, you know, they wouldn't offer $500,000 to, to Oprah. To, well, I mean, Oprah's still in the spotlight, right? But, like, if it were Goldie Hawn, you know, speaking of Amy Schumer, like, okay. would uh, would Goldie Hawn have done that movie for less than $500,000? Right. I doubt it. They still it. maintain their standards. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to say, Mary Martha? I feel like you... Got your church home. Looks no, like you've got I a just, lot to unpack. No, I mean it, it is it is a lot to uh, to unpack. She hasn't been around but for for a while. So you don't think that? And so so you lose some of your draw. She's lost. She's she's lost some some of her draw. I I'm not coming to see her. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know I don't. Well, you know you don't, I don't know. So because you've lost some of your draw, there's they don't. Netflix doesn't know, I'm, I'm assuming, right, mm-hmm. that, that it's going to draw in more people. So what money are they making? Because it does come down to money. Do I think that the $500,000 was lowballed? Absolutely. Um, I think it's ridiculous, if this is what the contract says, that I cannot perform then how am I supposed to live and maintain my lifestyle? Right. They're absolutely right. Pay pay me what you owe. You can't you can't keep me from continuing to do work. 
not right. for five hundred thousand right, dollars. Exactly. That, that, you know that part of it doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also like I mean. Who's the guy? The guy that used to walk around like, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? The Verizon guy. Oh, the Sprint guy now? Yeah, but now he's the Sprint guy. When he was working for doing the Verizon stuff, you never saw him do anything Anything else. else Because he couldn't because of branding. And they had to pay him a lot of money. This is the same the same kind of thing. And they could have given her more money. Uh, Yeah, that the principle of like that that has the morals and the principle is like, okay, you know, like if you're going to keep someone out of work, you got to pay them a living wage yes. in, in that territory well, of work. But I want I'm hearing that it's rumored that Dave Chappelle is making 60 million dollars for his Netflix comedy specials. And I think he came out with one maybe last year and maybe he's got another one just or is that Chris? Rock? Maybe one or two like, in the past two years. What has about, Chappelle done since Chappelle show okay. made some really problematic remarks? That's that's yeah, all I can think he, about. But he still so. But Dave Chappelle still has the draw, and this is why. Well, well because my, my he thing left, though, he left so quickly, right? The way that he disappeared, people were like, "Oh my god, oh my god, where is he? Where is he?" So there's still that. So when he said that he was coming back, that's the draw because he left on a high note. He left on a high note and right. then left people dry. They're like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? You have to come back because you were so good. So he came back and he can make that money. When she left, she ain't leave on a high note. She got blackballed. She got blackballed. I'm not saying that it's fair. It just is what it is. And once again, I still think that $500,000, if that's the case, what they offer, I still think it's bullshit. Cause like, so, my, so that's agreed. My, my yeah. deal is like, this is Netflix. Number they one. have money. They have the money. They break it and heightening the rate. It would not have been hard for them to recoup just two million dollars to cover Monique's lifestyle for two years. But right? why should they? It's a business. Of course, they want to get the best talent. Of course, for as less as they can. Right. So, but like, that that would have happened. That would have absolutely would have happened. Um, and it wouldn't have taken a whole lot of press for them to market this idea of Monique coming back, doing a comedy special, and then making a tour out of that. Did awesome. they ask her or did she ask them? That's that's the question. And I, I think... Because that's I, what I don't have clarification about. Did she go to them and say, hey, I want to do a Netflix special, or did Netflix come to her? What would Netflix, the difference be? Netflix isn't... The way that the story is being told in Netflix isn't refuting this is that they came to Monique and offered her a chance to do a comedy special. And then when the offer was on the table, they presented her with a $500,000 opportunity. And And then they wanted time to chew on it, but then the call was disconnected. And so they never heard from each other again or something. Right. They got fishy. And you're, you're asking what would be the difference? Yeah. The difference if I came to you and said, Hey, I want to do this thing. You're not really asking for me. So, I mean, you want to do it? Sure, I got to pay you. I'm going to pay you whatever. But if we're seeking after you, then they should be willing to right. pay. And I think Netflix was the one asking right. Monique. Right. right. So, like, how are you going to step to a talent that has, like, I just, do you think that the accolades don't mean for anything above $500,000? No, I think, it's, I think it's, the, it's the totality of it. So, yes, you can have accolade, accolades, right? But if you have not done anything in a while, it, 
it all of that goes away. So what's your body of work? So people don't know. Are you really still talented? Can you really do this? But that, and so then you have to prove. But so precious that's the strange. That's, that's the strange thing though, because in, also in the interview, they or somebody says some. I think it's her husband says that with acting, you reach your peak and then you die out. But with comedy, the older you get, the more material you have. Like you become more refined. So is it just like maybe we can just agree that. It was it was basketball he was using because he was talking about Kobe. Oh right, he was saying basketball, and then he was like, "Come," but um, no, I think I, that she, they, they just needed proof that Monique was still able to popular? do something or something. Yes, and that she could draw people. She hasn't. She hasn't been around. She hasn't. But at the same, so Char, part of Charlemagne's argument was like, you know, why don't why don't y'all set up a tour and do a tour? Because, you know, Amy Schumer is selling out arenas and and Dave Chappelle is selling out arenas. And I'm like, yeah, the, Charlamagne, like you're you're not stupid. You know how much money it costs. It costs, so you need someone that. behind you. Right. And and the part of the problem is that Monique He's is encountering boy. he is. So I'm part so of, glad I didn't buy his book. Part of part of the, the problem privilege. that Monique is being presented with is that nobody wants to get in her court. Monique could absolutely be doing a tour and selling out theaters. She could be doing that. But nobody wants to produce her because she's been blackballed in the industry as an angry black woman. Which goes back to the whole, you know, the way she tells it. She's being aggressive because she's standing up for people that would rather not say anything. Yeah, you know what? But there's two sides, three sides, four yeah, sides it's to true every because story. Also, and Angela Yee said Angela Yee said that there's like Facebook posts where people have said, I'd never work with her. And these are black people because right. she was so bad. So, you know, I want to believe, especially ha- having been a victim or a target of having dealt with that type of situation in a smaller population yeah. sample of, quote unquote, the industry. Yeah. I mean, there's truth. I I believe that there is truth to to what to what she is saying. I also believe those reading glasses that she has on <laughs> are a choice. It, it are, that's With a those choice. Pearls. Those pearls. Those fresh water pearls. But look at those brows. Well, that was this episode of This QPOC Life. We want to thank everybody for listening. And thank you, Mary Martha, for coming in. Of course. Uh, You're just a regular member now. I'm a regular member. We've got to put you on the About page. Just put me on the About page. I have a full bio. Come through. That'd be more than what we have on ours so far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blasian FMA, everywhere on the internet. I am Jolie. You may call me Jolie everywhere on the internet. And I am Mary Martha. You can catch me at at Clapback Game on all social media platforms. And this was This Q-Pock Life. That was good. All yes, right. They're kicking us out. This QPOC Life is recorded at Brooklyn Media Arts in downtown Brooklyn, New York. Pedro Villalta is our producer, and the intro music is by Jolie. Please send inquiries to ask at thiscupoc.life. Thank you.